One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, everyone. It's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola, and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ Network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, spelled woe period begone, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun! And see you later. Hi everyone, Alex here. I'd just like to take a moment to thank some of our patrons. Cody Hinkle, Emily Wilson, I Like Big Books, Elizabeth Keir, Arthur Tucker, Dana Plain, Terry Bills, Nathan Hughes, Graina Moroni, Caitlin Catamillo. Thank you all. We really appreciate your support. If you'd like to join them, Go to www.patreon.com forward slash rustyquill and take a look at our rewards. Episode 109 of the Rustical Gaming Podcast. I'm your host and GM, Alex Newell. With me today, I have... Ben Meredith, Bryn Monroe. Lydia Nicholas. And Helen Gould. And who are you playing? Grizzle, Trekak, Amsterdam. Hamitzala, Harun Al-Tahan. Sasha Rackett. And Azu. And how awkward can it get? Really awkward! Yes. Quite, quite awkward. Like, I mean, really? Awkward. It can get more awkward than It can this. get more awkward. Yeah. Do you not remember the lifespan conversation? Oh, oh that, that was... Yeah. <laughs> 
So you're about to die, are you, Grizzle? That's interesting. Yeah, it turns out great. Uh, how exotic. So what do you do? Die early? Oh, wonderful. <laughs> So strange. Uh, like, yeah. oh, we're poor, but we're happy. <laughs> uh, uh. So, <laughs> there you go, Alex. <laughs> I am the party split in a really awkward way, so we'll see how this plays out. I've got uh, Azwan Hamid dropped in the middle of. I don't know even how to describe that situation. A political demons, two competing political demonstrations. Yes, yeah. let's go with that. We have Grizzop and Sasha still up top of the mountain, just yeah. just chilling, really, chilling, a little bit of villain. <laughs> It's not, it's not that awkward. No. So it is for Grizzop. Okay. I'm just going to jump back to you two, mm. specifically Grizzop and Sasha. Yeah. I realise that there is nothing to do. Tough. That's sort of the point. <laughs> it has rolled past midday. Do you play cards, Grizzop? Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. That's. Uh, what game? Just brings up. Uh, we don't have anything to bet, do we? Uh, I've got arrows. You got knives. You are not taking my knives. <laughs> <laughs> well, not if you win. You're on. Okay, I'm going to jump back to Azu. It's Actually, not a I'm going to jump back to <laughs> because you have infinite arrows, and she only has twelve knives. No, now. I don't. He doesn't have infinite. I have narratively infinite, but yeah. as soon as uh, Alex says, maybe because I lost them all in a game of cards, I run out. <laughs> I run out. Yes, look at him knowing how the system works, <laughs> Azu. Yeah. You are mid-conversation with the oldest orc you've ever heard of. Yes. Who, uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just remembered. Nice to meet you, don't I? <laughs> so, we'll pick up there, yeah. I'm not lying. Hmm. Um... You've come a long way. Why? Actually, for reasons unrelated to this, but this seems extremely important. And... I think I could help. What do you propose? I think... I think... <laughs> Power coughing. <laughs> I think that if you were to speak to the goblin leader and go... <coughs> Are you well, Grandfather? Something just caught in my throat. Say again. If you were to meet with the goblin... <coughs> there it goes again. <clears throat> okay, yep. Yeah. You could both go to the meritocrats and make your complaint together because the issue is not the presence of either group, it's that there isn't enough work. Or they could just back off and let us take stuff back that was ours in the first place. But it's not, it's the employers that have made the choice. So we should be blaming them. And they're all problems. I agree, employers are all problems. <laughs> Give me a diplomacy check. No war but class war. Yeah. Also the gods, between the gods and dragon war. <laughs> Natural 20. Oh! This is so me. Come when it matters. Just give her this. Come when it matters. We'll use it as an opportunity. If they show themselves up, more people will be able to be on our cause, won't they? You... When? Where? How? Well, now. Let me take you there. Fine. 
kind of starts really really slowly walking his way through and all of the like boisterous orcs and stuff a couple of them like don't notice that he's walking forward and then the others mm. are like clap him around the head and pull him out of the way because everyone's being mm. very kind of respectful yes I am also being so respectful he makes his way to the front and then the uh, goblins all kind of and their leader hops down kind of quite nimbly actually not might be old for a goblin but seems to be handling the, the movement side of things a lot better walks to the front chucks the megaphone far behind <laughs> and stands kind of you know power stancing legs far apart hips on shoulders but so tiny <laughs> hips on shoulders did hips, you on shoulders, <laughs> hips on shoulders <laughs> hips on shoulders <laughs> elbows on, on knees on toes and <laughs> hips on shoulders knees on toes <laughs> knees on toes <laughs> you heard it's, it's a terrible terrible aging problem with goblins <laughs> The entire torso just... That's how <laughs> goblins go. <laughs> they just implode. <laughs> they just end up just legs and arms. Yeah. That's all they are, legs Compressed. and arms. Um, well, you say the height difference, but it's not that much because the orc's so small for an orc mm. that actually they're kind of, from a big distance, they're not that dissimilar. And they looked from goblin to orc. <laughs> from orc to goblin. <laughs> and they could not tell. And then they yelled, get him! So they're there, and they, they're about ten foot apart, and they both kind of power stance. Admittedly, the goblin's having an easier time of it because mm. the, the orc sort of imploded in on himself mm. with age, but they just kind of stare at one another. All of the goblins go quiet, all of the orcs go quiet. And then just nothing happens. It just turns into a staring contest as the sun peaks up over the top of the clock tower. Christ, how long does it take? Yeah. <laughs> it's a four-hour staring contest. What we haven't said about these two species is that they very rarely blink. <laughs> right. Um, Azu, again, is crouching. And she's... <laughs> you get sore knees with all this diplomacy. <laughs> oh, God. The, the thing they never tell you about politics is your knees. <laughs> they just... Uh, <laughs> all the meaning to the bankers and the media anyway so she says I think that your grievances could be directed against the main bosses rather than at each other and if you will agree to go together to the offices more could be achieved They both then sort of turn. It's hard to tell who turns first. It looks like one of them, but then the other one kind of wants to see to turn first. And they have this sort of thing where they start heading to the meritocratic offices, kind of shoulder to shoulder, and then like occasionally you'll just like, <laughs> like nudge one another. And they're clearly, whilst it's, it's a bit of a power struggle to see who's first. But because they're old, it's very slow. <laughs> and they begin the incredibly art. Well, I say incredibly arduous arduous for the orc the goblin's having a better time of it but seems to want to get more elbow nudges in so it all balances out and they begin making their way towards the meritocratic offices the goblins start sort of milling about <laughs> and so do the orcs they're not mixing but it has a sort of like school dance when everyone doesn't really know how to pair up kind of vibe where there's this big unnecessary empty space and everyone's sort of just milling around at a loss oh my gosh I'm just I'm just imagining just like the most unlikely romances yeah. <laughs> oh there's like like, Helen like, like <laughs> 20 or 30 eyes have met across the square like you there know there are going to be so many medium groups, sized children <laughs> do both groups have bands with them yes <gasps> dance off Hamid starts encouraging the 
goblins to start playing some music. So the goblins seem to have brought mostly brass with them. Yep. A lot of trumpets and things like that. The orcs brought mostly percussion, Alex. Funnily enough. Oh. Funnily enough. Hamid, as the as the independent, is going to try and get both bands to play, and he's going to start dancing. Okay, give me a diplomacy check. He's gonna he's gonna take off his jacket. He's gonna roll up this, his shirt sleeves <laughs> and bust a move. You guys should try capitalism. No, all right, dance off. Hamid two love. Thirty-one. <laughs> I'll return on the, on the diplomacy check. I'll return to this. <laughs> Sasha and Grizzop. Uh, well, Sasha cheats a lot. <laughs> so, okay. I was thinking so, this is a bad decision. So, like, she is winning, I assume. Well, here's the thing. Normally in this kind of thing, like inter-party gambling, like a lot of times you'll just do a simple opposed role thing to like mm. characterise how people are playing. Mm. It's a bit difficult for you two because I'm not sure how to balance it. For Sasha, obviously, like, sleight of hand is the sensible choice. That's mm. how you cheat at cards. For Grizzop, I'm not sure what skill you'd want to rely on to play it off against. Sense motive or perception? Bluff. Whatever you prefer. Bluff. It, again, like, we haven't even picked a card game, so it's whatever, <laughs> Grizzop, whatever you I'm want to. I'm choosing bluff because that's Magic. <laughs> I think that's how he plays. In which case, then, bluff versus sleight of hand. 17. Oh, uh, 19 plus 14. So, uh, that. that's... I had to give you a chance. That's fine. I had to give you a chance. Grizzop's mainly playing for fun. Now, can you give me a sense motive, Grizzop? Completely unrelated to whether you win or not. Uh, ooh, no, not really. Uh, my sense motive, uh, pff, 12. The thing is, Sasha wouldn't look sneaky because to her, the way you play cards is that you cheat. Like that, How? what is the other way that you, like that is how so, you win. That's Sasha is of the rules. obliterating you at cards. Mm-hmm. I'm just happily handing over arrows. Just I'm, and, I'm, like, I'm having a nice time. <laughs> Something is happening. Anything is yes. happening. Uh, Sasha, yeah, you're just to it's the almost, point where it's, it's almost not fun anymore. It's, it's not fun because the whole point. Playing? Why would he play those cards? The whole point. What does he have up his sleeves? Yeah. Maybe something much so, bigger just, is coming I'm later. I'm putting down hands and cackling to myself. Yeah. <laughs> this is probably actually disturbing her much more <laughs> than that. Like the conversion attempt was just like, oh, it's just what Grizzop does, but I don't want to talk about it right now. This, this is unsettling. What did he do to the arrows? Why would you play? <laughs> Like how could you Three toes <laughs> Yes <laughs> Do Do goblins have a diff No don't worry Okay, okay I'm going to jump back She checks the cards So It's three twos <laughs> Azu Are you heading to the meritocratic offices Or are you sticking with the big crowd I'm going to go in with them Okay So that the elbow nudging Does not turn into a little scrap In front of the doors Okay I'm going to follow Azu as you make it to the meritocratic offices and they reach the first step and then it does sort of deteriorate a bit into... I'm going to very gently just separate them a little bit and I'll be like, remember, you are going to be stronger together against a common... The really elderly old looks at you as, I don't like you. <laughs> Whatever you feel, grandfather. They both start going up the uh, stairs, <laughs> grumbling next to one another. Oh, by training and respecting Maybe my the elders. Common enemy. <laughs> the, say, the common enemy is you. <laughs> so I say, does, does it just trans, grumpy old men transcend any Everything, of the divisions. Yeah. So they, they head up and they, they head to the main doors. The uh, goblin reaches out to knock, 
and then kind of almost a little bit patronizing goes, please, to the to the elderly orc who gets his stick, double wields it over his head and doesn't sort of tap, tap, tap so much, just bang, <laughs> bang, sort of rattling on it. This this uh, tiny little clerk, barely more than a teen, opens the door. Hello. What's happening? Hello. We wish to speak to whoever is the most senior manager. Do you have an... Yeah, okay. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Just kind of gestures for you to come in. Fantastic. I'm going to stick with Azu for reasons that will become apparent. <laughs> Azu, eventually the two elders and yourself are, are shown into what is, by meritocratic standards, the equivalent of a mayor. They're not a military leader. Not a nightmare. Not a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> complete mayor. Just absolute mayor. Like mayor, I think is the word you mean. Uh, a mayoral uh, person. Figure. Figure, thank you. Mm. So yeah, you're shown into the mayor's office and it is... Mayor. I'll talk it's, how I it want. It can be both. It's, and, it's a complicated and language thing. And they're behind a desk. Um, she is like middle-aged. She seems quite quite dour quite severe human human and has rather a lot of paperwork and a rather a large number of aides who are all sort of talking to her as she's signing stuff and talking to one over one shoulder and then signing some more stuff talking to one over the other the uh, goblin goes um um old orc goes gets his stick and just smashes the wall beside him as hard as he can. <laughs> like a picture falls and shatters. Fantastic. All of the what, aids. Just what I want. <laughs> the uh, older woman behind the desk. Can I help either of you? Oh, all three of you, it would seem. Yes. She takes a moment. Let's find out whether she's helpful or misreading. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> That doesn't look like a good face. I'm afraid I don't actually know what this is regarding. We're actually incredibly busy right now. Unless you, unless this is to do with the water shortage, I'm not really interested. It is to do with the water... Well, there is a potential riot outside. And you should pay attention to You see her shoulders sag. Two, yeah. You should listen to these two eminent members of the community about how to solve the problem of there not being enough work to go around. She waves off the aides, the aides the aides head off, she gestures for everyone to come in. Now, I'm not going to RP incredibly dense and important discussions. Completely within yourself. Amongst myself. That's not okay, I agree. I'm a third party who has mixed feelings about this. Back to the first. No, let's not, let's not do that. What I am going to do is get you to give me a diplomacy roll to see how helpful you are to the proceedings. Oh, no. I don't think I have anything diplomacy, do I? You have charisma. Your, your charisma's good. Ooh. That's charisma. Still, that's still only an 11. An 11? Yeah. Well, look, you don't actively hinder. <laughs> I think it starts quite well. I think it starts with, we should all talk, and everyone's like, fine, fine. And you're like, okay, and now now why don't you talk? And now why don't you talk? And things progress beyond the sort of initial into like actual specifics, and you're like, that's a good thing. Now why don't we talk to you? And like, we're trying to negotiate specifics. <laughs> and you're like, now why don't we all stop and have a break? Like, you're kind of at real basics. Should have got hammered in the room. You, you, yeah, well. You started well, and then you got a bit out of your depths as things went beyond 
you know, triage diplomacy into, mm. like, specific negotiations. Yeah. The day wears on, though, to the point where it passes midday feet. Like, these talks are taking a while. Yeah, we'll do. We need to get back up the mountain. <laughs> I am going to jump to... Hamid. And by jump, I mean smash cut to Hamid, who has somehow managed to arrange himself in a situation that he's conducting a combined orchestra where you've got the orcs on... Orchestra! (laughs) You've got the orcs on one side and you've got the goblins on the other. They're playing at one another. (laughs) No, no, no. They're they're mixing. We're not... Let me finish. Okay. They're playing at one another, but it has entirely changed the character of what's going on where it's they're sort of they're playing a tune together but they're both sort of trying to drown one another out but it is turning into a more sportsman like yeah than right it's yeah it's more carnivalesque so you've ended up with come on hit those hammers harder (laughs) they're all sweating and then the the goblins are similarly like I want want to get them mixing together and I want to start a massive dance party (laughs) How do I make this happen, GM? So, you have managed to get them as far as... I've told you, Hamid, Hamid, is, Hamid is practically... There's some dancing. Just, you, you want to There's raise... Some... Yeah, you want to raise the stakes even higher. I'm going to need another strong diplomacy check. The fact that you've got them doing what's effectively a band-off mm. is nothing short of astonishing. Ha- Hamid is leading the dancing, and Hamid knows how to dance. It's fair. <laughs> if, if you want to see an example then contact me on Twitter and I'll send you a gif of me doing it. <laughs> that's what Hammond's doing. Okay, okay. Just give me the... Uh, that's another 31. <laughs> <sighs> we will jump to Sasha and Grizzop. Well, I'm out of arrows. And you're hitting... You're hitting maybe mid-afternoon by this point. It's been quite a while. Yeah, I hope they're all right. Do you think we well, should... Now you've got to teach me how to shoot your bow. Oh, wait. Bet your bow. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. You hear someone teleport in. <gasps> arrows, arrows. Hello. Arrows. <laughs> Hands over an arrow. Just you hello. Owe me an arrow. <laughs> Who's that? Grizzop. Who are you? I go to find the source of the voice. Sure, they're literally just around the corner. It's it's wild. Oh. Currently, currently on his own, looking around. Hello. Hi. Where's Sasha? Sasha emerges behind him. Right <laughs> Wait, behind Grizzop or behind, behind Wild? They're Wild. both vile, <laughs> v- both valid choices. Behind Wild. Right there. Hello. Hello, right. Um, we don't have much time. You need to show me what's inside these warehouses. All right, just come along. Takes him to one of the upper story mm-hmm. entrances uh, and removes the trap, which we know which trap it is. Yep. Uh, and picks the lock so fast that he wasn't even sure it was locked to begin with. Of course. Uh, And uh, opens the door. Wild pokes his head in. Okay, good. Good. Good? I assume you... Thought it was pretty bad myself. Seen all the bodies and the the thing. We need to leave. We need to leave right now. Uh, I've arranged for this area to be removed as a problem. Oh. In what exact way? This place is going to be glass in about a couple of hours. Oh, all right. That sounds about right, yeah. I mean, I, they were getting, they're beginning to get quite hungry, so that's probably a good... What's getting hungry? The... These things. He pokes his head back. The monsters. Oh! Okay. 
Um, I mean, glass of them too. Yeah. Let's see if he knows what they are. He does not. <laughs> what are they? Whatever they are, they have know. auras of pure evil, so they're a problem and they need to be removed, potentially by glassing. So this sounds perfect. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, we need Just, to leave. We need to know, leave now. Yeah, well, you know, whoever is glassing the area, be good to make sure that, you know, they don't accidentally glass the roof and then the roof smashes and then the things get out and then those get away before the glassing. That'd I be... wouldn't worry. All right. I can't teleport us out. I got someone to teleport me, and it's not a thing I can do. Yeah, I mean, how, what's the radius of the glassing? Because we need to make we sure need to start walk, We need to start walking now. Why a carriage you is on its way up. With a horse. And we can ride it down. Good point. Teleport with the horse. Yeah. Come on. He just starts walking out the I'm front just, entrance. I'm just saying. Sasha's got a good point. Teleport with a horse <laughs> while we're walking. And we're, we're walking behind him. Was it like yeah. he could even do it with? Couldn't? Could you do it maybe with like? Get a carriage. Right? Yeah. Get a carriage. I'm gonna jump to. Or teleport with someone that has a magical beast, I like am, the way Azu does. Exactly. That'd be great, wouldn't it? I am going to jump Honestly. to Azu. Yeah. So the negotiations have ground to a bit of a halt. Okay. They haven't collapsed. Good. What effectively is coming down on the situation is it's still just starting to revolve around this water shortage. Mm. The goblins are claiming that whilst they have water, it's just because they're higher up the mountain and they aren't taking more than their fair share that they're, they're taking the absolute minimum, as the meritocrats asked. The orcs are convinced the goblins are taking all of the water, and the meritocrats, it seems to be that they're under the impression that one of those two is taking far too much water, which is the reason that the others are suffering, and it's hit a bit of a ground halt, because all three of them are adamantly insisting that it's the others mm. and it's getting a little bit heated it's not necessarily like fully accusatory yet but that's that's sort of grinding it to a halt is unless this is dealt with they can't really go further and they've reached a bit of an impasse okay as soon as like this issue sorted you get the impression that things could just fall into place and an arrangement could be made until it's figured out because this water shortage isn't like oh you know it's dry the river's gone mm. and all the other rivers are gone so that's the situation as it stands. What do you do? They haven't reached blows so much as the conversation sort of died a bit. None of them wants to leave because the stakes are too high, mm. but no one really has anything constructive left to add. Then I interject again, and I say, isn't there a spell for create water? Marriage crap pipes up. Uh, we're already using it as much as we can. The population here is quite large. It's not like every single cleric is... They're helping out where they can, but it's not enough. Then you'll need to get clerics from outside of the city. To We've already tried. They're on their way, but they're not here yet. Then in that case, we need to find out where the water is actually going, because clearly it is none of the factions in this room. There is a fourth party. They all kind of look at one another. Give me a diplomacy check. Normally I get you to do them beforehand, but it's oh. a little bit... No, for this one it's, it's different. Like, I'm, I'm doing it intentionally. Uh -oh. Six. Six. Uh -oh. Maybe you took the water. <laughs> Where did you come from? <laughs> at which point... <laughs> You're so hydrated. The, the, <laughs> at which point the goblin stands and goes, and when you find some evidence of that, we will be happy to consider it. But until then, I don't think there's anything more we can discuss starts heading off. We wish none of you ill, but we will not give up what we have fought so hard to get hold of at this time. Heads out. The orc stands. 
and then just kind of slowly totters out. I really hope our editor cuts out all the sounds of you coughing so no one understands. <laughs> <laughs> and then the um, the the Dow Dow woman behind the uh, behind the desk kind of the mayor the mayor sits and uh, <laughs> kind of sags a bit. I just really hope they can just keep the peace a little longer. And I'm going to take a break there okay. and be back in a couple of minutes. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everyone. Mike here from Rusty Quill, or as some of you may know me, the voice of Tim from the Magnus Archives. I'm just taking a moment to invite you to join me and Rusty Quill on another 12-hour holiday gaming livestream in aid of Mind, the mental health charity. We'll be streaming video games and board games live via Twitch.tv, and this year we'll be doing it in front of a live studio audience. That's right, for one day only you can come and join us in person for the chaos. We're recording at the Theatre Deli's old library space in London on December 8th, 2018, between 10am and 10pm GMT, and tickets are available right now. So if you want to come and meet the Rusty Quill team and see all the exclusive off-camera goodness, be sure to visit rustyquill.ticketbud.com forward slash rqgg18 and grab yourself a ticket. All proceeds go to charity, but don't hang around because there is limited availability. And for everyone who isn't able to make it in person, don't fret. You can still join us digitally. Just jump in online at www.twitch.tv forward slash rusty underscore quill on December 8th, 2018, between 10am and 10pm GMT, and we'll be there playing games and encouraging you to donate money to this worthy cause. That's all for now. For more information, visit rustyquill.com, or get the latest updates via our Twitter, at the Rusty Quill, or on Facebook, at facebook.com forward slash the Rusty Quill. And welcome back. We will jump to Hamid. Pandemonium. <laughs> utter, utter pandemonium. Of the best kind. <laughs> However, it is probably starting to do as much damage as a riot would. But everyone's having fun. The music <laughs> is pumping. Everyone Everybody's is jumping. jumping. <laughs> <laughs> and the market is being gradually destroyed as everyone's like jumping on top of stalls. Woo, yeah! And it's all just getting a bit 
fulsome. In, in fact, you've been too successful. You've been too successful at arranging <laughs> this spontaneous hootenanny. <laughs> <laughs> the August moonshine is flowing. Mm. I think you should say that. <laughs> There was an awkward moment where the Orcish, uh, try, the, the orcs tried to share their moonshine with the goblins, and two of them were unconscious after like a, a whiff. <laughs> after and goblin, uh, everything got a little. There was a moment where everything got a little bit tense, and then you effectively jumped in and just went, "Ooh, <laughs> what are they like?" And everything kind of settled down again. And by settled down, I meant got even bigger and rowdier. But you have reached the point where you're seeing near the edges of it really, really lost-looking guards. Mostly humans, a couple of halflings, but we're talking like, you know, 20, 25 spread out amongst this crowd of maybe a thousand? Maybe 1,200, but uh, yeah, they, they're, they're all like... You get the impression they feel like they should be stopping the destruction of the, the market and have way of doing so without making it even worse so they're just kind of I'm picking up my die milling I'm gonna make another diplomacy roll oh no you're gonna get the guards to party the guards are gonna party too if I have anything to say (laughs) you need to roll really well Ah! I lost the die I'll roll a different one oh Oh! 16 it's because you rolled your good dice and then lost it yeah (laughs) So, yeah, they're all like... 16, uh, that's me rolling a 2. My diplomacy bonus is plus 14. So one of them, who's clearly a yeah, cadet's like, work. Yeah! And immediately starts, like, diving in and partying, and you see all of the rest just look at you with a solid mix of both fear and sort of uh, disapproval. It's not not so much. Not so much on that one. As um, Yes. What are you doing? Currently in the mayoral office. I say to the meritocratic lady I think that you may have a lot of problems on your hands if I were you I would set some officers to investigate the water shortage instead of just relying on other people to say so and I think we already have then you have to look harder because otherwise there will be bloodshed in these streets who even are you Give me a diplomacy roll first. (laughs) Who even are you to be telling me how to run this city? (laughs) Play a character, obviously. (laughs) I, madam, am a protagonist! (laughs) And you would do well to listen. Got character levels, darn it! (laughs) I got 21. So, you can be very firm and not misstep here. As long as you don't go ridiculous with it, you can you can lay down the you can lay down some Aphrodite law and it'll it'll work. Okay. Then I'm going to say, um give, give you again. Who even are you to tell me how to run this city? I am a paladin of Aphrodite on my way to becoming a high priestess of Aphrodite. <laughs> and I can tell a dangerous situation when I see it. And I will give you what help I can while I'm in the area, which may not be for long. So I'm trying to help you with this. And I think that the main issue that you may have is with the main employer. If they can be coerced or persuaded to give out equal work contracts to both groups. Look, 
The only place that we've got that we haven't even been able to look at is Cranks, and we can't because they've basically got an injunction from higher up than me. If you can find me proof that that's where the water's going, Cranks is the one we've just. That would deal with everything. But the, and you the saw other, a burst water. Plant. And yeah. the other thing is that you said earlier that Cranks was the main employer. Yeah, the orcs say that it was the main employer. But or, no or one was working there. It used to be, yes. Yeah. Mm. Now it, and they laid everyone off. Yes. Uh, okay. Um, I hold up my hand and I'm like, I will try and find that for you, if I can. Then you better hurry, because if that sounds like things are getting really bad out there. <laughs> Give it a couple of um, hours and that pump's going to be glass. <laughs> yeah. Before I go, I'm going to say there was... 1,000 orcs and 200 goblins, you would have had a massacre on your hands if you just stepped outside. Sounds like there is a massacre going on. (laughs) 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 Let me go and check on that. (laughs) I'm going to jump cut to Azu, you turn up to the market. Mm. Did I say market? I meant what's left of the pavement because it's been raised to that level and is still going. People have started prying up cobbles and juggling them. <laughs> I'd say about a quarter of the people are almost catatonic. The remainder are staggering around trying to dance. And Hammond's kind of in the middle of it. You have never seen him look so dishevelled. <laughs> his hair and his outfit are in ruins and he is still dancing his blood out. The band is still playing, but like half of, a couple of them have collapsed. One of them is, like, playing a broken trumpet now. One of the drums broke. They're now just bashing a barrel that they found, but it's still going on. This just constant... You are able to easily see as you're approaching. Mm, big pink glow makes narrative easy. Azu, Azu, Azu. Oh, my God, I'm having so much fun. Come and dance with us. Come and dance with us, Azu. Ah! No. <laughs> We should go back at the mountain. I'm going to jump back to... Oh, yeah, we need to have more friends! <laughs> I'm going to jump back to Grizzop. I'm sweating. <laughs> I'm going to jump back to Grizzop and Sasha. Wild is still walking down. The carriage hasn't arrived yet. See, if you just teleport a carriage out, like... <laughs> I know! I know if I could teleport a carriage, I should have teleported a carriage. I couldn't do it. Time was of the essence. Well, if, if it's time is of the essence, it'd be better if we had a you know, fast transportation. Yeah. Save uh, time. Well, we argue about this in the carriage. Oh, well, we would, but the carriage isn't here, so we can't... It, it has it. just turned up, I thought you said. carriage hasn't turned oh, up right. yet. He's still walking. He's okay. he's hot. He, you see him occasionally press to digitate himself, and then the sweat patches return really quickly. Mm. Also, what's the radius on this glassing? Because I'm not leaving until I see that place flat. Yeah. Or at least a slope, because it is built on a mountain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wild stops. About here, then? He turns around. And he looks at both of you. I mean, there's also a really good reason to watch in case like, that person teleports back while you're not there anymore. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> at which point the carriage turns up behind him, just sort of cresting over the nearest rise. Oh, great. Look. Oh, yeah, perfect. <laughs> Get in. You'll feel much better out carriage. of the heat, Wild. Get in the carriage now. Okay. You get in the carriage too, and we're going to have a little chat. He goes over, opens the door, climbs into the carriage. Yep, follow him in. Yep. 
checking it for murderers and traps. Yeah. I mean, Wilde's in there. Does he count? Mm, <laughs> logic traps. Yes. <laughs> were you just about to say you were having a very hard day? She kind of sits there quietly. Were you just about to lecture us on the meaning of hard work and hard graft and how difficult things are? Were you just about to do that because you forgot to bring a carriage? Are you done? Are you? Because I've had it right up to here with you and your terrible attitude. Then leave because things have gotten way more important than a gestures to like you and him. Whatever this has become, it's far more important than that now. Oh. <laughs> Get you. <laughs> well, he I taps up on the carriage and it starts to roll down. I haven't had a rest in a while, so I'll just be. Yeah, none of us slept last night. Yeah. Nope. Well, she curls up in a corner, uh, falls asleep. So, what's the situation then? How much has Hamid told you about what's going on? Uh, we were there when he found it, so all of it. You're the one being informed, not us. Whatever's happened in England and France is spreading, okay? And now, the only support that I've had up to this point is gone. It is you, me, and the rest of your group, and they're pretty much the only people I think I can trust at this stage. I mean, you're getting some in glass, so it sounds like you've got a few resources you can call on, unless you're expecting us to do that too. So, the only way that we can progress is very carefully and very quickly because whatever's happening is accelerating all right yes so what do we need to do we need to check as you so eloquently put it that the entire place is gone we need to make sure of it we need to see it and then once that's done i think we need to step off whatever's doing i mean we don't really know what's happening yet still what we do know is the meritocracy is probably compromised by the cult of Hades, isn't it? Yes. So? It's obvious. Is it? We go rogue! Come on! <laughs> well, I don't go rogue, I'm still with the cult of Artemis, it's great! This sounded heated enough, which Sasha's like, I was trying to have a... a nap. It has been so long... <laughs> since... we had any rest. Do you have a quick answer about what we're going to do? No. Or then... Rogue. <laughs> Can't trust a meritocrat, so we just do it on our own. Sasha sort of gestures We've got Einstein. herself. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to jump to Hamid and Azu. So. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Just for the listeners, so that everyone everyone knows what happened there. Ben's like, yeah, yeah. Fan goes flying off into the distance. It's okay, it's back. So, Azu. Hamid is... In fact, give me a con save. Uh, Sorry, thought save. That's yeah, that's fifth then poking its head into our game again. Did you manage to cock a d20? Yeah, pretty much. Um, Oh, 21. Okay, factoring in the penalties for orcish moonshine. (laughs) Hamid's drunk. Oh yeah. Hamid's not catatonic. But he may not want to be in charge of whatever's happening right now. And the day's wearing on now. You've hit mid-afternoon and I you said totally you would be back I totally the situation, Azu. I'm not fighting anymore. So I see. Well done. Crunch! 
as a, as, as a shot front kind of collapses in. Oh, there are some fires, but it's okay, because what they've done is they've taken all of the bits of the broken market, put them in barrels, and are lighting them. So this party's just getting started! Super friendly. Yeah. We should go back to the mountain. I can't, I'm, we, we can't solve this by ourselves. <laughs> Let's just go. Let's go. Okay! Um, I'm sort of, sort of still dancing, but only with half of his body. I, d- I take your... I, like, take... Not... Wait, sorry, quick. Left, right, or top, bottom? Left. Front, back. <laughs> <laughs> it's a party in the back. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, I sort of take your hand and sort of tug you Oh, I'm, I'm very easily led at this point. Oh, fantastic. Presumably you're trying to find a carriage, though, as opposed to going um, on foot. Camel. Oh, camel... What is wrong with me today? Mm. Yeah, that'll be it. Just to be fair, yeah. Okay, yeah, so you set off and back up. Yeah. Okay. Hamid falls asleep on the back of the camel, kind Aww. of cuddled up against your back. Yeah. So cute. Puppy. <laughs> Anything small is now a puppy. <laughs> Grizzop and Azu, please give me a perception check. Ooh. We're both asleep. Oh, yeah. Uh, 22. 20. Okay. Towards the lower parts of the mountain, you both see a carriage approaching. Well, I say you both. One of you sees a carriage approaching, the other sees a camel. It clearly <laughs> has Azu on it. Yeah. I'll lean out the window. Azu! Grizzle! Hey, <laughs> hey, well, stop the carriage. Bang, bang. Okay. Um, I, I carry Hamid into the carriage. What happened to him? Has he been poisoned? In a, only with alcohol. <laughs> What happened? You've also never seen look, Hamid looking so dishevelled. <laughs> he looks such a mess. Yeah. I'm pretty certain that he has some kind of thing around his forehead tied. Oh, yeah. We were waiting for ages. <laughs> there, there was um, almost a riot, but then it turned into a party. <laughs> That's um, what multiple 30s will do for right? you. Okay. Um, he, he turned his cravat into a bandana. Yeah, that's what I'm talking. There is a. It's it's been a very long day. Right. Oh, um, we got wilded here. I think we're gonna go rogue. Oh. Oh. We were having a conversation about Einstein. Yes, we were. <laughs> he. Oh, him. Yes. So, in terms of timings, I am just gonna fudge it slightly. Which is that? Yeah, you you raise that just as as no, you distracted up. by yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. All right. Yeah, basically. Einstein teleports us. Einstein, around. the criminal. So Einstein, the necromantic collaborator. Where are we this world? How did we get to Damascus so fast? And how did we get from Prague to Ukaro so fast? You didn't. We did. <laughs> oh, uh, you know, bearing in mind as well, as the lead investigator on that little mission, right? Einstein isn't collaborating with anyone. He can only collaborate with himself. (laughs) (laughs) Accurate. Accurate. I really like that. (laughs) If I gave out inspiration, you'd get it for that. Right? So he's just just a a, a nice, strange man who teleports us around. Like Curie and the rest of them. Well, whatever. But Tell me you haven't been working with Curie as well. No. It's just Einstein. He seems to be acting on his own. He went to the beach. (laughs) something occurs to me. What? Oh, is it the fact that the Cult of Hades are probably behind what Kafka was doing because the whole necromantic ritual and world domination thing seems to sync up quite well, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, spooky Roman book. Probably a Cult of Hades book, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Mm. Sasha, who you woke up with your 
talking. <laughs> so, Hamid is snoring. And the and the computer that was that was sort of necromantic. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The cult told Barrett to get people for the computer. Yeah. So it's all connected. Dead bodies. Infrastructure. So. Civilization as we know it was relying. On brains. Have any of you run into a separatist who actually has been involved in this so far? Ah. Uh, well, the university, they said that they were something, didn't they? And there was that lady on the ship that didn't like you. She was cool. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but has any of them actually been directly involved with the simulacrum at all? Beast well, me. Maybe not. Everyone give me a perception check, please. Okay. No. <laughs> Correct. Everyone who's conscious, give me a perception check. 22. Ooh, 24. Only 20. Azu. Yeah. You spot what appears at first to just be a bird um, flying over Damascus. Or, or a plane. It's, it's, it's bigger <laughs> than a Superman bird, Superman saves the day. <laughs> End of campaign. It's okay, citizens. It's a crossover. <laughs> it's not Superman. It's a really big, massive bird. Oh my god, it's huge! <laughs> and it's, you notice then that you can sort of gauge, well, it can't be a bird because of where the shadow. Oh, it's mass, like huge. Something enormous is starting to head over Damascus. And just Habit. by the angles, you're the one who's able to see it, everyone else is facing the other way. Oh god. Look, Massive. What? Look out the window. There's Hamid. a there's a thing. Hamid, it's Ow. your granddad. Hamid. It's Hamid. huge. Hamid. It is shining. Look, is is is, is grandpappy. The sun is glinting off its metallic hide. Hamid. Hamid. Wait, is that a puffy? Or is that another one? It's definitely a dragon. Swings beat. It finally starts passing over directly over Damascus. Its shadow is stretching out a decent chunk of the city. Oh the wings beat again. Everyone give me a reflex save. Oh, dear. Hamid I fail. I fail. fails. 27. Paladins. Yeah. I know, right? 21. Oh. I only got 13. What? Is that plus your modifiers? Well, my modifier is 10, right? Yeah. So you rolled a three. Yeah, rolled yeah. a three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for the record, Sasha's modifier is higher than... Yeah, yeah. So... Oh, we all get, got a pretty decent reflex saves. Yeah. Oh, actually, no. So it suddenly... As, as his reflex save was not great. It suddenly seems to fly incredibly quickly towards you and you realise that's just the scales involved. What you thought was something that was, you know, smaller is just massive far and whoomp, suddenly it's on top of you. Another wing beat. <laughs> knocks Sasha off her feet. I'm sitting down in a carriage. It's true. Fair enough. When the carriage tips over, oh. crunch. The carriage tips. You hear the driver. Oh, oh the carriage! <laughs> we went for it. Oh, the driver! How many's oh, knocked right. off the camel? Oof. The paladins managed to sort of salvage themselves. Oh, what? What happened? What a what shadow happened? streaks over the land, then disappears that up the is mountain. The last time I try and have a nap. Uh, lean over to Hamid. Not on a roof. Point at Drango. Where's right, your granddad? <laughs> what? You turn on what? There's a sudden sharp flash of light at the top of the mountain, which is thankfully obscured by like a, a ridge. And then the creature's already swung round and is starting to come back the way it's come. And then you see the heat haze and the shock wave blasting out from the top of the mountain. And then a mushroom cloud of dust just. <laughs> over the top 
Everyone give me a reflex save. You're getting modifiers for knowing it's coming this time. Okay. Uh, 22. 24. 14. 30. <laughs> yeah, there, we, there we go. Was well, that a natural 20? Yeah. Everyone else is ready for it. Hamid. Sasha is riding the dragon. <laughs> Hamid's, Hamid's, what? Wow! <laughs> Completely blown off his feet, rattles down, the carriage shunts a little bit along, you hear the driver go, not again! <laughs> oh, no. And then you see the creature, obviously, Apophis, the colouring's right, the size is right, just to be perfectly explicit, sure. sweeps out over Damascus and heads off back the way it came. Right, well, we better go check his handiwork. And I will end the episode there. So much stuff is happening. I know. Ah, oh. stuff and things. Oh my word! The conspiracy is coming unravelled. Stuff oh. from episode two. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like he had a plan all along. Yeah, it's as if he had pages and pages and pages of notes and a folder with a calculator in it. <laughs> yeah. There's something wrong with a folder with a calculator in it. Anyway, we'll wrap up there. We'll Alex, join you all next... the Santiago of... <laughs> yes. We are going to end there and we will continue unravelling conspiracies next week. But until then, bye, guys. Bye! bye. Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast distributed by RustyQuill.com and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial International License. Today's episode was recorded and produced by Alexander J. Newell. To comment on episodes, make donations, and view links, images, videos, and show notes, visit RustyQuill.com. Rate and review us on iTunes. Visit us on Facebook. Tweet us on Twitter at TheRustyQuill or email us at mail at RustyQuill.com. Thanks for listening. Alex forgot how to talk. The party has come into the office. (laughs) (laughs) It's got in. (laughs) Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, everyone. It's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola, and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ Network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone spelled woe period begone wherever you listen to podcasts or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts have fun and see you later